The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. What is with this weather? 70s in February, even though it's going to drop like 50 degrees overnight on Tuesday going into Wednesday, but then it's going to come back up from 20 degrees overnight and get warm throughout the week again. And that's not even the craziest thing happening in Evergreen Park. The Evergreen Park Mustang basketball team just won its first regional championship since the 1973-74 season. Congrats to the 22-10 Evergreen Park Mustangs led by head coach Jim Sexton, who was down here at this nine-foot homemade oak bar just a couple of weeks ago before the tournament started. And they're going to face Thornton at Thornton, 150th and Broadway in Harvey, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. If they can knock off the number one seed in the section, there's a possibility they will face off against Brother Rice, which resides right up the street on the edge of the EP. That would happen on Friday night, but they got to get past Thornton. Good luck to the Mustangs and congrats on what they've accomplished so far. This episode of the EP Podcast brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They love this area as much as you do and their total access checking account is there for you. Wherever you go, whatever ATM you use, whatever the fee is on that ATM, don't worry about it. They're going to put the money back in. That way, the ATM is free. Free ATMs nationwide plus a $300 bonus with qualifying activities when you open up that checking account, pair that up with the mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service, and switching to a true community bank has never been easier. Stop in and see them today in that big iconic building right there on the corner of 95th and Pulaski, the first national bank of Evergreen Park, member FDIC. Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, we have a new guest that I think everybody kind of wants to meet if they haven't met her already around Evergreen Park. We have a brand new village clerk, and Kelly Duffy is joining us. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me, Chris. Oh, thanks for coming over. I I heard that you're like not even the first person in your family that's been down here, which I thought was a riot. (laughs) And I was like, really? And you just started rattling off names. (laughs) Yes, yes. My son's been down here with the Magicals at the high school a few years back, and my husband's on here for the high school scholarship board um i think last season that makes maybe. sense i yeah. think i remember that too yeah yeah, yeah. So, so i guess my daughter and i maybe i should facetime her in so we're not left <laughs> out but <laughs> the whole duffy family that's in right at some point. that's right are you related to the duffies of evergreen like that the, nope. that the park is named after nope not okay. at all because yeah, you're gonna run into it because people i mean like look i always make this joke like i'll be around norm anderson because i play in the same softball league mm-hmm. as him or i've said it to mark marzullo because we go to the same church and i'll sit there and i say you know there's like the five families of evergreen park that's one of those names. So I think when people see we have a new village clerk with the last name of Duffy, they immediately go, must be that group. Right. No, we are uh, transplants here. So we've been here almost 20 years, but no relation to the you know community center Duffy's or we even have a police officer retired Duffy. No relation. <laughs> okay. Completely different. Completely different. Group that's over there. Okay. Yeah, we're from the Duffy's from like Pennsylvania. The so. Pennsylvania <laughs> Duffy's. We got Pennsylvania Duffy's. So here. yeah. So I, I do have in-laws that live in the village now, but none of the... Famous Duffy's, I guess. Okay. All right. So, EP famous. So what were you doing before this? Because just, to, and correct me if I'm wrong, the way this works, because I kind of know this from when we had a village uh, board of trustee member uh, move on when, when Mayor Burke became mayor, her seat opened up. 
And so they appoint somebody into the spot. So I'm assuming Kathy Aparo leaves after all these years. It's like, okay, we need a village clerk. And they bring somebody in and they appoint them because they feel you have the just the experience that's needed for it. So what were you doing before this? So um, previous to this, even earlier this afternoon, um, I was a payroll administrator for the village. Okay. So I was doing payroll, but I've worked for the village for um, just over five years, I think five and a half years. So um, previous to this, I was payroll administrator. Prior to that, I worked in admin as a front counter clerk, so processing you know, birth certificates, things like that. Up at the front, dealing with the people. Dealing with the people. And before that, I was at the Office of Citizen Services working with the senior citizens, um, as well as the food pantry, farmer's market, all those good things for those community events. Because as my husband says, I like to be with the people. You know, I think that's <laughs> something you need. I, when we had Mark Marzullo in here, I want to say, uh, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And Kathy had just retired. And I asked him his thoughts about her. And that turned into an answer that included she was the one that when somebody came in and they were upset about something or needed to speak to someone would just jump into it and have that conversation. And you have to be able to talk to people. Absolutely. And so hearing that that's something you enjoy doing. Yes. Like that, that's that right. There's a plus. Yes. That, that, that is definitely, you have to be able to, you know like people to do this job. But um, being the clerk is also so much more than that. With the, We're the keeper of the records for the whole village. Um, it's also the village collector. Um, so there's many facets to the job. So I have very big shoes to fill. <laughs> Kathy was clerk for 24 years and worked with the village for 40. So I don't plan on being here for 40 years because um, I would be very old um, <laughs> at that time. But I'm excited to be here for as long as I'm wanted here. So. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And you'll and then the next election they'll put you on the ballot. That's how that yes. normally works. Yeah. Right? So they had to they had a vacancy. I was appointed, right. and then I will be, God willing, on the ballot right. elected yeah. <laughs> for the four year term. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So um, the big news, and you know, one I wanted to welcome you into the new position and put you on the podcast. Your predecessor was on here before, uh, but also the big news is no more vehicle stickers for the village. I saw Tinley do this about a year ago, and then I saw one or two other South Side suburbs start to do away with it. And it was one of those things that I think I had written on a piece of paper the last time I had the mayor in here and never got to the question because it's a half hour show. Right. It was a little bit further down. And then Evergreen Park just, boom, does it. So <laughs> I know you just moved into this position, Yes. but what was the process of this, why did it happen? So I think this is something that they've been thinking about for a long time and trying to just work out how how we could do that. And um, when they were working with the budget, and you know, of course they look at that annually as well as you know throughout the year, that this time they just were able to come to the table, balance the budget with all the other streams of sales revenue that we've been able to get for the receipts from sales the last few years, as well as they expected revenue to come. So um, they just figured they'd rather pass on the savings to the residents and that'll save the average resident, I think, $70 yeah. a year. So, I mean, we're a family, we got five cars, so I'm all for it. <laughs> but, you know, we we're just, we were able to collect those revenues and make the balance budget with that. So we're giving a whirl. So now is the deal, and if you don't know the answer, I understand you just got in there. Just the, the fifth. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have to look it up if, this, if I don't know the answer to this, but it just popped into my head here. Uh-oh. Okay, so I was a 911 dispatcher for Cook County Sheriff's Police. So I knew that the unincorporated areas needed something on their car because they were in an unincorporated area. 
Now, living in Evergreen, though, I would imagine if I'm in another part of Chicago or like, you know, in the state or something like that, and a police officer comes up across my car and says, does not have that little vehicle sticker there. But when they look and they see I have an Evergreen Park address, I don't need to be worried, right? Correct. Because I'm not going to have anything on there anymore. And I know the county cops, we would constantly get called. I got a ticket and I live in Unincorporated. We'd be like, yeah, but you still got to have a sticker that shows that you that you're in Unincorporated. But I believe that with these village ones, it's like they're going to run the plate. They're going to see you're in Evergreen Park exactly. and they're going to know you don't need any sticker at all. Right? Exactly. That question has come up. And yes, you still have to register your vehicle with the state. So you're going to need to have a current plate sticker. And when someone does look up your car, they're going to see where you're registered. So we've had a few people say um, if you're parked in Chicago and don't have the sticker. But as long as your car is properly registered, you don't need our vehicle sticker, that right. little sticker on the so window. So the, the key here is... If you're somebody, let's say, who lived in Chicago and you've moved to Evergreen, if you haven't updated your registration, you're going to get banged. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody has to make sure your registration is current. See, and I was always bad about that, too. You see, I don't know if you know my history, but I was a morning radio host around the country in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so I would move from town to town. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I just like to keep the license plate that I had because it was cooler. Like, honest (laughs) to goodness, like I loved I. I dug the fact that I had a West Virginia plate. I remember when I moved to the West oh, okay. Coast uh-huh. because I, I had a sports car and I only needed to have a plate on the back if it was West Virginia. Gotcha. And if I would have gotten the Nevada plates when I was living there, mm-hmm. then I would have had to get one in the front and the back. Yes. So I purposely didn't re-register my right. car. I hated losing my Chicago address because I was from here. Right. And I right. was like, I'm never updating my license. So I get pulled over or like have an interaction with the police in Nevada mm-hmm. with West Virginia plates and an Illinois license. And I was wow. always causing trouble. <laughs> I oh, I was uh, like, if I wasn't on the radio, I would have been dinged so many times. I always got out of it because the guy had heard of me before. Uh-huh. But you, you have to keep that up to date. Absolutely. And so, if you keep it up to date, no problem. Absolutely, because they will run your plates and you know see what's up. So okay. it always has to be current. So we're we are just not doing a window sticker for Evergreen Park. Is there a start date on this, or can I rip my sticker off? You the can windshield rip it right off now? right now if you want. That's awesome. So we we actually um, voted on that. I think the budget was approved at the January 16th meeting and um, mayor announced at the last board meeting as well. That's awesome. Very, very cool. So no tickets should be issued for our residents (laughs) that do not have a sticker. (laughs) So what is is the biggest thing that you deal with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis as clerk? I think, you know, if, if people have to think about, okay, like what is your position? What are you dealing with? Is it just, just an equal plethora of things that you can give a couple examples of, or is there something that's like your your main thing. I know you have to go to the village board meetings yes, and you keep in the notes and you're, and you're basically running those meetings, but take people through it a little bit. So um, it's kind of uh, having a lot of plates spinning in the air basically, because we are, I am the keeper of the record. So that is all the minutes, the agendas for all of the meetings throughout. So like traffic safety, those minutes come to us. We um, make sure that we have everything filed appropriately. We have all the ordinances and anything that's it's the keeper of all the records. So, and you're keeping those records because you you have to file them with the state. You have to file them with the county, or is it just in case somebody asked about them? Um, it's all of the above. Okay. <laughs> Basically, we have records dated all the way back to the, I think the 1890s. So, um, it, it is a lot of record keeping. So those are all kept safe and sound for the appropriate amount of time that we need to by law. Um, but on a day to day, it's just whatever kind of comes in the door. So, um, as we said, the residents, sometimes they have a concern. Sometimes they want to talk. Maybe it's a, a, another employee, um, whatever, whatever the village needs basically. So, I mean, obviously 
I'm the only other full-time elected position other than the mayor. So it seems like you're like the number two. Is it safe to say that? Like there's a president and a vice president, but there's also a mayor and a clerk. Yes. Because I mean, like, I'm not saying it like, you in know, our government. Yes. Right. But it feels like that. That's like I see her. She's there. I stopped by that office a couple of weeks ago, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I, and she's she's, you know, in there working. Absolutely. The day. I mean, that's a very, <laughs> very active hands on mayor. OK, but like there's another pair of hands you're and, and who's because there's a lot of day to day stuff that needs to be handled. And that is a lot, even for something that's maybe like two miles by two miles for one person to do. Right. Is that the safest way to kind of explain what you're doing? I would say so. I mean, I've only been in the position, um, I think, officially three weeks, <laughs> but absolutely. So whatever, whatever's needed. Um, but just being part of the community, making sure things are, you know, kept on record. Um, like I said, being the village collector. So all of the other things like animal license renewals are coming up, different things like that. Um, making sure all that gets done. You, you said you're a transplant here. <laughs> and I, I gotta be honest, I'm, I, I'm technically a transplant too. I grew up at 80th and Spalding okay. in the city. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I've been here now for almost 20 years. So I raised all my kids here and, uh, you know, Evergreen Park is just the greatest place ever. And I, I love it here. And that's why I have the Absolutely. EP podcast. But but what do you like? Like, I, mean, you, I would imagine there's places you like to go to, things you like to do, things yes. in Evergreen that are your favorite. Tell us a little bit about yes, it. Yes, we, we actually, my husband and I love it here. We've been here almost 20 years. Okay. So we raised our kids here. They went through all the schools. Um both graduated from EP High School, but um, some of our favorite places to go to, of course, TT's is probably one of our most favorite places. That's like one of those spots go. that I don't think people really. Oh, I love it. I mean, they don't get it till they go, and then they go. Now I now I've got to go there every yeah, once in a while. Back yeah. in the day, it was still our favorite, even when it was the train restaurant. I know. Uh, <laughs> I had my son. The train restaurant. Like that. <laughs> I miss the train restaurant. Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I love TT's, and yeah. I think that it's like the food's good and everything like that. But when that location was a place where you walked in and the train brought out the hot dog, oh, for the absolutely, kids, that was. And my, we we have kids. It sounds like that are similar uh-huh. ages. That was like the best place to take them oh, in the middle of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my son was obsessed with trains, so it worked out really well. But we had his. I think it was kindergarten birthday party. I invited the whole class um, to the train restaurant. And actually, I just ran into one of the girls that were at that party um, at Spoken Vine. And I was like, wait a minute, how are you here? I forget my son's now 21. Yeah. And she goes, we remember when you brought us to the train restaurant. So um, so I don't know, maybe something about the location, but we love it there. Um, Spoken Vine, as I mentioned, is a new cool place. We like going there. Isn't that so. a cool like spot? Yeah. You gave got- me the perfect opportunity to give them their plug now because they're on, they're on every show. But I mean, North Northeast corner, 95th and Kedzie. Yes. A lot of wine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like a lot of different kinds. That's what yes. I like about it. Because I, I mean, I've traveled around the world. Mm-hmm. Not enough. I feel like I need to do more traveling mm-hmm. here. And once we get these kids out of this house, exactly. I'll be doing that more. But, I, but I've been to Italy. I've been in the Tuscan region. I can find wines that... I found when I was out in Italy, they do such a good job of that. Really I've, been, I've, I've been to Australia and Barboza area. I mean, I, there's there's all these places where you find really good wine and mm-hmm. it's kind of neat to go there and go, oh, look, I can grab some here and I can get the little, you know, if it's the, the you know, I'm a, I'm a budget guy, right? So if I'm <laughs> like, I want that really pricey one, I'm going to get the smaller yeah, version of it or do the sample like right. that. I really enjoy that. Right. I'm not, um, I'm not 
known as a wine girl. So I, I like a little bit of wine. I'll try some. But um, the last time I was in, the owner was so excited about this new wine. And he was just so excited that I was like, yes, I'll, I'll try it. Um, <laughs> Reed, will sell, Reed will sell some wine over there. <laughs> he was so passionate that I was like, and then I'm like, oh my, the feel just totally got lost on me because I'm like, huh? But um, it was delicious. But the, the food is great there. I love it. It's a little local. We're, we're from the Northeast Quadrant. So yeah, bacon so wrap like dates. That. Try yeah. those. Those are, those are, uh, those are the yeah, Have you tried those a, yet? No, I'm not a bacon person. You know what? I'm not a dates person, but you put bacon on them. <laughs> but the meatballs them, yeah. are awesome. The, the meatballs hummus are is awesome. Yes, um, so we like that. So, yeah. And, and you know, we, La Cocina, we love Mexican food. So, I mean, we we have it all right here. So we really don't have to go far. And a lot of it we could just like walk to if we wanted to. It is so. very neat that mm-hmm. there are so many different things here in yeah, the absolutely. EP that you can kind of do and you can eat. And the parks are great. And, oh, uh, we the, ju- we're, we're, at, we're at the barn on this show as well, right oh, yeah, after yeah. we talk to you uh-huh. here. And uh, everything that they're doing over there is oh, they're fantastic. super neat and really cool. I walk up there almost every morning just to walk around there. It's a nice little quiet area. It's great. It's it's the thing that I don't think people really... They don't get it. Right. That it's, it's a little over there. hidden. A lot of times they'll call me like, where's the dog park? We're like, it's by the barn. They're like, you have a barn? Um, so it's, Oh, and that's it's the funniest little... thing. Like the barn, I mean, we're talking, there's multiple pens. Mm-hmm. There's like, you know, they have an apple orchard. They have beekeeping. They, yes. have the, they have a community garden. They have like, I mean, I was over there recording the segment that's on this show. And there's like grandparents walking around with their kids and the place was bustling and I recorded it at like 10 o'clock in the morning Absolutely. on a weekday. And Absolutely. there were like people around the thing. And it's really like one of those things that I think that more people should go over and check out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We love it over there. I mean, it, and it's so, it's so relaxing. And, you know, I, when I walk in the morning before work, the, you hear the roosters and, and everything else. So it's, it's for real. <laughs> we got, we got the two Kellys running the village right now. <laughs> Kelly squared. Ke- yeah. We got Kelly square. We got Kelly Burke, your mayor. And then we have Kelly Duffy who, we just met uh, the village clerk, and and congrats on uh, on the position. I Thank hope uh, I hope you get to keep it as long as you want it. Yes, me too. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service—these are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial Representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by SidSauce.net. The peppers grown here in Evergreen Park, the sauce bottled and brought to your door for free right here in the EP. The only place I get my hot sauce from is SidSauce.net. Something to mark on the calendar, Saturday, March 2nd, Mother Macaulay High School Fathers and Mothers Club is doing a 21 and over event. It's a comedy night with Mike Toomey of WGN. He'll be joined by three local comedians, and your $50 ticket includes a delicious corned beef buffet dinner from Clancy's, as well as chicken and pasta from Baracos. Cash bar going to be there. Split the pot. Raffle prizes. Get your ticket, or even better, reserve your table of eight. MotherMacaulay.org slash parents slash comedy night. 
and the Evergreen Park Teen and Adult Job Fair hosted by the EP Public Library in partnership with the Chamber of Commerce is taking place on Sunday, March 10th, 1 to 3 p.m. at the Evergreen Park Library, 9400 South Troy. You can listen to Frank Murray from the library talk a little bit more about that and everything else going on at the library on the most recent episode before this one at the eppodcast.com or anywhere podcasts can be found. Now let's travel to the barn, 91st in California, and go check on the animals and what's been going on there as the weather begins to break right here in Evergreen Park. Spring has sprung way too early, and uh, we're at the barn. I'm not, I'm not complaining. It just, it's weird. It's like I know there's snow coming in April because we're getting good weather this week at Evergreen Park. Mary Kay Nielsen is here, and uh, I'm actually here at her place of employment, uh, the barn here in Evergreen Park. How are you? How could you not resist being out on a beautiful day <laughs> like this? Do you really want to be in the, in the, in the, at the bar? I mean, I like the bar. Don't get me no. wrong, but... No, I'd rather come here and do my is, show. This is everything. You know, I come here and visit all the time, and I, I, I'll be honest, like, there are times where I'm like, oh, I got to lug the camera out. <laughs> I got to go see somebody else to do the interview. Yeah. You're the one I enjoy the most because I'll be honest with you, like this barn is cooler than most people think that it is. Like you just, we, you always give me a little tour. Like I haven't been here before and I'm always like, okay, I'll go see this again. And I, cause I love it. But you have, you have, you have like this visitor center that's we in there. Do. That yes. is just the neatest little, like, it looks like a classroom, really. Like, you could probably bring classes in here for field trips and things like that. But, like, if any kid comes by, like, you have little kids today. It's a Monday, and their their grandparents are walking around the barn to check out all the animals. You know, it's a free experience in Evergreen Park with all kinds of things for kids to do. And that was one of the things that we just looked at right now. Tell me a little bit about right. that. Right. So, you know, I mean, my background is an educator, right? Yeah. Um, librarian as well. And so when, when we were able to, to secure the visitor center, I went to went right out there. I pulled my teaching supplies in. Um, we have got like a bug center for, you know, so it's, a, it's meant to be nature centers. It's meant to teach you a little bit about the barn and about the area surrounding the barn. We got a horse grooming area because don't you just want to groom a little plastic horse's mane? I saw the big horses get groomed when I walked <laughs> yes, in. Yes, you did. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to put their hand on a horse. So, so from the birds to the bees, to um, you know the insects everything we have it all set up we change it out we've got puzzles and that's what I want I wanted to provide a place where grandparents can come your stay-at-home moms your little ones can come in you can sit with them you can do it there's a coloring station we had um, Lions Township High School come out and they we did we changed up our classroom our visitor center we made it for you know the Lions Township High School students we did a whole apple they did a grafting exercise and everything in the classroom so it's 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 meant to be a community space is what I want it to be um, I use it for the Aero students um, who are for ages 14 through 22 we're going to be doing planting this week our, our seed our seeding so it's meant for all these wonderful things and it's meant for people to come out and enjoy it and experience it what people don't understand when they drive by it here at 91st in california (laughs) is how sprawling 
everything is. You have the barn here, but then you have multiple pastures, multiple pens, because you have to rotate the animals through because they're going to eat the grass. They're going to they're going to do they're they're going to they're animals. Yeah. They're going to they're going to make it a mess, and it needs a chance for <laughs> that area to to heal afterwards. Right. And you're doing an awful lot with what I mean. How how much how much acreage is this right so now? So we are only about like a little bit more than one and a half acres, which okay. we could use we could use more more. What's space. the normal for two horses? Some goats, some uh, so some roosters, for, like a bunch two, of chickens. For two horses, you yeah. want to figure an acre for each horse. Okay. And then a little sum. Okay. Okay. So that is one of the things that we struggle with because right now we're only using these two pastures, and like you said, um, they don't they don't they they use the fence line for their poop area. Can I say poop area? You can say poop. <laughs> okay, good. It's they a use, podcast. You can use, say a lot. They, it's a podcast. They, they, they use the fence line for their and so that main area is their eating area. Yeah. And so like with last summer, I'm going into my third summer here. So the first summer, man, we were hot, or I thought we were hot. Last summer, I learned what the definition of hot was on those heat index days. And the, the grass does not allow to grow. I mean, that last year was the first year that we did watering. How was the winter overall? Because I, I think I asked you just going into the winter, what it's like for these animals in the cold and, you know, the elements. And, you know, does, does it become like something where nobody comes by and sees you and they get lonely? Like, how is the do. winter? I do get lonely. Um, we have our we have our frequent visitors and that's a beautiful thing. But um, people don't realize that, you know, you brought up an important part. When people drive up and down 91st, they don't often see the animals because right now we're in the dry lot. Yeah. Okay. Behind the barn. And we will spend our morning here right now. There's no grass out there to eat. So they're eating their hay right now. So when people drive by and they go, all oh, the animals are out, aren't out. Well, yes, they are. They're just in a different spot. So yeah, so the animals are in the dry lot behind, so you can always see them. They're, and they're out every single day. The wintertime, um, again, um, the barn, although people go like, hey, they got heaters. No, we can't heat the barn. It has to be no more than 10 degrees warmer but they're than animals. outside. They live outside. They Right. So right? I can't heat the barn. Horses used to run through the Great Plains they here do. in America, and they did not put them indoors <laughs> no. in a heated... No. Like the, you know, the Native Americans did not bring them inside of something no. where they provided heat for no. all the animals in the plains. Like, they survived the winter. They grow yeah. their coats. You know, nature tells them what to do. Right. So if I go ahead and I heat the barn... I'm going to be messing up that internal business of them. I don't want them shedding. I don't want them, I want them building that winter coat. So when people come, like, you know, it'll be cold outside. And I'm going to tell you, it's cold in that cold barn. Cold in the barn, yeah. It has to be. It has to be. I can't allow them to have the shock of going outside to the cold and then coming into what I consider to be warm and then going back. That's how you make sick animals. Talking about shock over the winter, I, I hope this doesn't like uh, stir up really upsetting things for you. But I did see that uh, one of the horses, the one that's closest to us, right, Turkey, Turkey was yes. attacked over the winter by a loose was it dog, loose dog, a loose dog, pit bull. right? And you show me some pictures that I understand why you haven't made the pictures public because they're upsetting. I mean, there were chunks taken out of this animal. It's as if he heard me talking about him. He walked she, over here. There she Come on, baby. Yeah, she she heard us here, walk, talking and then she walked over and you can yeah. actually still see the patch and it's yeah. large. I mean, it's like yeah. about this big if you're watching on the video that was just a chunk taken out of the side of her and it there was more than one was by one, a loose dog. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is a dog that didn't have a leash on. I don't know what the owner was thinking. You know, this is a working barn. I mean, seriously, folks, I see this all the time in, where I live. I don't understand why you think that 
your dog is like the exception of the rule. Keep the dog on the leash because you never know when a dog is going to do something a little bit different than what you expect. And that that they, leads to this animal right. getting hurt. Dogs are animals. And I think what we also have to take into account is everybody else in the world. While you might be comfortable with your dog and I own dogs and I'm comfortable with my dogs, people outside are not. Right. And this is a park where people are walking. And so I've seen more than once somebody or they'll come to me and say, like, you know, there's a dog out there and, and they, they don't want to walk around the pond. And it's, and it's it, crazy, too, because you have a dog park have a dog right dog here park. at James J. Sexton <laughs> Park. Right. I mean, I, if I could yep. turn the camera, it's like, what, it's, 50 feet away, yes. an enclosed pen for you to let your dog run around yes. free. I don't know why you think the dog should run around in this pen when that's the dog pen right. over there. It's right. it's crazy to me right. that that happened. And it's an absolute yeah. shame. And hopefully it doesn't happen again. But, you know, look, from my own personal experience, we have a dog. You know, the kids think the dog's the smartest dog in the world. Like, our dog's the smartest dog. I know I know our dog is dumb, all right? I know it's he's a dumb dog. I hope your dog he's cute. He's cute, but he's dumb. He knows he's dumb, okay? And that dog, like, when we go to the lake cottage, we have a big open area where nobody's going to be around. And that's the only time I let that dog go be free, right? right. And it's a right. highly trained dog. I would never let that dog walk down 99th Street. Like I would just, I would not, that dog, and that dog is like small and would never hurt a fly. It's definitely not like the kind right. of dog you describe, which right. is like a big muscular dog that's known for like biting. You know, not that they're all bad, but I mean, but that's the thing. And, and, and like, I know better than to let mine right. walk around without one. I think so. Look, right. it's beautiful out. It's dog right. walking season. Put the dog, dog on, on a leash, leash. because otherwise, yeah. look, think about what right. could happen here. You just and, and what I think people don't understand either is is a dog's reaction to a horse's. Like I don't know what preceded the attack, right? Um, I, and I don't know what happened at dog the end. Dog could have gone to play. Horse accidentally moves, bumps dog. Or, dog right. faces under attack. Or the dog horse, bites the horse. horse was running because a lot of times they'll run through the pasture, and that just you know. So there's no way of knowing what precipitated the attack. But you know it would work. You know it would work if you added sniper towers up here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Peter would be mad at me for saying I that. I am. I'm sniper trying to be towers. one with nature here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. All right. Anyway, but uh, spring has sprung uh, way too early. Again, it's it's. A, I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm enjoying it, well, but I feel like false. Spring. The other the other shoe is going to drop Fall, spring, when the people. blizzard comes in a couple of weeks. Remember this week, okay? Yes. But um, what are you working on right now? Because tis the season for planting and getting everything ready and making. And, and you, I'm sure you're going to have people showing up here as oh, well. Oh, I love it. What's Come. coming? What's coming up? But look, I had to write them all I down. Well, I was. I'm so trying excited. to figure out what I needed to so ask you excited. to get to this so list. Excited. Okay. Um. So, and get, you know, we are part of the Cook County Farm Bureau. Okay. Which I don't think people realize. There's I didn't even Cook, know it existed. There is a Cook County Farm another, Bureau. It's another beautiful. reason why I have property taxes. I, you know. So here's the thing, though. They're running a beekeeping class. Right. Um. March March 9th and 10th. You can sign up online if you, you know, I signed up for it because we have bees, you have bees here. here. We have bees here. Last and time I we were here, my little guy, Nick, eight <laughs> yeah. years old in the yeah. full outfit, you brought yes. him out there with the bees. It's, it's so much fun. So there is a beekeeping course for anybody who's interested in it. I will be attending on the 9th and the 10th. So come out with me and we'll go do it together. Um, monarchs. Did you realize that the monarch population, you probably didn't know this, the monarch population down in Spain is like, or Mexico is like the lowest that it's ever been. Yeah. And the monarch butterflies yes. yeah you know they migrate yeah. down there and and we're seeing huge problems with the monarchs now so there is the cook county farm bureau is having a zoom meeting on march 11th and the 14th which 
we will be signed up for. Okay. Be, 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 you know. So one is about raising con- monarchs, which is what I hope to do. You know, we've got milkweed all over here, so I want to start working in the in the area of conservation. Have you um, met the butterfly guy? Yes, I that have. That lives met here him. at Evergreen yes. Park, whose name is escaping yes. me. I'm sorry, um, but like I've Ed. been to his, right. I've been, been to his place. It spills out into the alleyway. It's yeah. like there's a there's a billion. Like butterfly, it's crazy. Yeah, I got yeah. another guy who rides his bike up here all the time, Tom, and him and I got into the conference, um, and he does it too in his in his garage. Yeah. So Evergreen know, Park, people, Secret people, Butterfly Society. People are doing what we're we're, we're going to have to find we're that as well. We're changing the world. Yeah. So the first one is about raising monarchs, and the, the second Zoom meeting is about conservation. So okay. you know, um, and which is something I'm very interested in, and, and what can we do in the way of planting? Because you know, we have a pollinator garden that we put in last year and everything. So what can we do to to help out our birds, our bees, our butterflies. Um, This is here at the barn. Are you ready for this? Yes. March 19th. I need volunteers. Don't, Don't look at me. We are doing tree pruning. Okay. I mean, how are, we've got apple trees, right? Thirty-three apple trees, yeah. And they need to be pruned, and people don't understand how to do that. And so, the University of Illinois Master Garden, University of Illinois Extension, the Master Gardeners are coming out on on March nineteenth. We need some volunteers if you want to come from twelve to two. They're going to walk us through how to prune, and we're going to go out okay. and and do our our apple trees which I think is so exciting. I can't wait for it. By the way, the apple trees, folks, <laughs> you actually get to come at the end of the summer and eat the apples. Yes, like, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. And now, Mary, Mary Kay doesn't charge you, which no, I, I think is crazy. I <laughs> I'd be charging you. Like Mary Kay should be running like a side business here. Uh, Just like, yeah, because seriously, like there's more at the barn than most of these places that you're spending money to go to at like the border of Indiana. So, you know, what I want is that this is a place where we're all coming is this community and we're all learning. And like I said to you earlier, that proverb about, you know, you can give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, teach him to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Um, We need to get back to those basics and teaching our our children about growing and and knowing what a ripe tomato feels like versus or tastes like a hothouse tomato. You know, I mean, all those things, we've grown up with that, but I'm afraid that maybe our little people are not. And so, you know, you know, doing that with our our families, bring them here, bring them here, get them off the video games. And now are you ready? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, this is going to be, I started with chickens. Okay. Okay? I hatched chickens. Right. What are you you hatching now? In a library. I am going to be hatching again this year. Okay. So April 16th, I am picking up two dozen eggs. And we are going to candle them and we are going to hatch them here at the barn. What are you going to do with two dozen chickens? <laughs> so here's the good thing. This is for through are the you four, guys. Are you guys cooking four, chicken here this summer? Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> get out the sweet baby rays. <laughs> even, even Turkey thought that was from, funny. From a hatcher to smoker. <laughs> we're it's the barn experience in the summer of 2024. Um, no. I want that as a hashtag, no, from a hatcher to smoker. <laughs> we are going to, so this is through the 4-H. Okay. Okay, so the, the, these eggs come from Illinois farmers. So we're going to take them. Not all of them will be fertilized, although I've always had good good luck okay. uh, with my eggs. Um, so we're going to hatch them. We're going to keep them for about a week, a week after they hatch because it takes 21 days, and then they go back to the farmers. Um, so we will have them for, for a brief time here at the barn. But... I'm trying to decide whether we're going to keep some of them for for right. our, own, our own, or there's um, a, a place called Belmont Feed and Seed where you can get 
just an array of chickens. So when do so. the kids see these thing see these chickens hatch? So when should so, they when should they come to check this so, whole thing out? Check on my Instagram and my Facebook okay. because we will be getting them on the 16th. They'll either be like three or four days into the process. Um, we'll do our candling. I'll, I'll make sure I put out like we'll be candling after school. I don't know if you know what candling is. No, I'm, oh. just, roll, I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> candling is where you take the egg and you can just take your, your flashlight on your phone and you stick it underneath there and you can see whether or not the egg is fertilized. So you see oh, the development. Oh, you see the, the little baby right. chick. Yeah. You get to see the get development. The little shadow. Yes, yeah. so you get okay. to see the, the veins it's and a, all it's of a, that. It's an egg ultrasound. It is an egg. So we'll be able to do that. How okay. exciting is this? That's exciting. It is. Yeah. So, and then we'll, we'll you know, the, those eggs will go, those baby chicks will probably go back to the farm we whether or not we keep some i don't know um or whether we we buy some in the spring because i like that variety yeah i forgot you know i have a dozen eggs for you that's awesome <laughs> it's the only reason i come the only reason i come i get so the fresh I do, eggs I from do. the barn and they, you yeah. know they're green and i know brown i love that about and it dark brown yes. and white and they're the variety they're so, all different colors you know, and they're all the same egg yes, yes yes so that's what i live for okay i love it i love it it's it sounds look everything looks great yep. i'm excited about a spring a summer a fall here at the barn oh all right i mean i avoided you in the winter because really it's cold yeah, but we embrace the cold. It's part It's part of our life. All right. Mary Kay Nielsen is here. Uh, this place is open every day, right? Every day. Every we day. close at 5. So okay. we, uh, we open at 7. From 7 to 10 is our grooming. From 10, 10.30, the barn is open. You're well, more than welcome to walk through, visit our visitor center, go back and see the chickens. You can always walk around the barn. Right. You know, the paths and everything is open, and we'd love to see you come out. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I appreciate it. It's the EP Podcast, all things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park. <laughs>